Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. In today's episode, I have Jordan on, and we discuss the Celtics as well as the Pelicans. Alrighty, I'm here with Jordan. Thank you for coming on. Let's talk about the Celtics team. Uh, obviously, they're coming off of a win last night against the Kings. Um, Tatum and Brown started to do their thing, and they looked pretty solid last night. Uh, Rob Will played a little bit. Horford was able to play, and... Obviously, they were able to outscore the Kings, which is something that is really hard to do right now. So that's a good win. But I just want to get a temperature test or I just want to take your temperature rather on your feelings of the Celtics right now. Are you scared? Like, how are you feeling about the team? Well, this this last stretch has definitely worried me because going into probably what's it been the last month since we've been playing bad. But before that stretch, I thought um, we could absolutely win a championship. Uh and I, I would have been kind of disappointed if we didn't at least get to the championship. Now my expectations have completely shifted. I would be happy um, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I, I'm honestly now expecting us to lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I see it as a realistic possibility that we don't even make it that far. So, I mean, let's kind of dive in here and let's talk about the reason they've been losing over these last 10, 15 games, however long it's been. Um, what have you been seeing? I know I watched that game last night and that was the first game in a long time that I've seen us really move the ball, um, play unselfishly and, and get back to what we've been doing, you know, at the beginning of the season. So, but what have you been seeing overall over this stretch? There's so much that I'm worried about right now. Um, I'm, I'm actually at whatever the hottest temperature is in terms of being scared for this team. I think a realistic possibility and one that we kind of have to prep for is a big change if they lose uh, and don't make it even to the finals. And even if they do lose the finals, this is a really win all or nothing year. And I think a lot of that has to start with Jalen Brown. Um, we're going to get into him a little bit later, but I mean, I'm worried about that situation and I'm worried about the changes that could be like happening with our team. As for what I've seen in like the losing scenario it's more of what i haven't seen and that's a lot of adjustments from joe Missoula. i mean does he I, I just feel like he's not doing it that much out there i mean i know that's simplifying what's actually happening but i mean it's weird like his playing you could just tell that they're thin on bigs again um cornet's getting a lot more minutes than you would like for him to see and they're doing that to rest horford and rob but i mean these guys need to get some minutes together and string some wing, wins along along um, I'm getting worried about that. I also just, the timeouts thing, I talk about that a lot. Um, Marcus Smart, I don't, I mean, he's starting to, he played better tonight, but I mean, his his shot selection is has just been abysmal. It's gone all the way back to what it looked like last year, or before last year when he, last year he transitioned into a pretty great player for us, exactly what we needed. This year he's just reverted back to his previous year's when he was more of a liability, um, I think he's injured. And then just shooting for the team as a whole has been really down. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the big thing, especially Tatum. I mean, he didn't even have a good three-point. His threes are fucked. He can't shoot threes right now. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that's a good transition for, for me because I brought in actually a whole bunch of stats that I'm going to read. 
our yeah, shooting yeah. stats um, over these last 10 games. It's, it's a big reason why we've been losing. I know shooting is an obvious big part of the game, but so let's jump in a little bit. I mean, the last 10 games, Tatum's averages aren't too bad. He's averaging around 39 rebounds and five assists. Um, Celtics are five and five over that span. Tatum shot 45% of the field, which doesn't sound that bad. But then you look at the individual nights. He's had a, a four for 12 night, an eight for 20 night, a four for 16 night, an eight for 22 night, a 12 for 30 night, and a 10 for 23 night. Those oh. those shooting performances are really hard to overcome. Um, even for a team as deep and as good as the Celtics, when your best player shoots a ball that poorly, it's really tough to win those you know five games I just listed. And then uh, three-point percentage, 28% over that same span, which is just abysmal. Um, that's including a two for 11, 0 for 8, 2 for 10, 5 for 14, 6 for 17, and 0 for 7. So he's just been really struggling. And I, I think the threes, honestly, he's forcing a little bit. I think, you know, when he's hot, I don't mind him taking threes at all when he's going. Um, and when they're good shots, obviously, I don't mind it either. But a lot of the times you see him struggling and try to – shoot his way out of it and launch threes. Um, and I, I just much rather see him, you know, get to the bucket, score within the flow of the offense, that kind of thing. But he did um, definitely figure something out last night. He he had a great game overall. So, I mean, that's that's a big reason why. It's tough to put it all on one guy's shoulders, but when when Tatum's shooting that poorly, you know, in those, in those individual games, it's tough to overcome that. And I have some smart stats too, but what are your uh, thoughts on Tatum? <laughs> Oh, I thought you were saying your stats were smart. Not that you, I just realized you meant stats about smart. Um, I was like, damn, random little pat in the back there for yourself in the middle. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty fucking awesome stats. Uh, let's just transition now. Uh, no, um, yeah, I mean, Tatum himself, I mean, he's just forcing up shots that, I mean, aren't going in and aren't necessarily the best shots. And it's more of, um, I don't like at the end of games that one, they run the same play every time, every single yeah. time it's the same play. And then two, I mean, Jalen's not getting the ball on nights where he's the best shooter on the team. And Absolutely. they're instead giving it to Tatum, who's bricking the last shot or get, mistakenly giving it to Grant. I think the Grant thing, Grant just tried to make a play and fucked it up. But yeah, um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's hard to like when Jalen's really going, it's hard for Tatum to fully defer to him. And sometimes that's what we need, especially when Tatum's not really playing great. Um, Because there have definitely been nights where Jalen's been in, you know, takeover mode and then Tatum comes back in off the bench and he starts taking shots away from Jalen and that's definitely hurt us. But let me get into Marcus Smart. You mentioned him a little bit. Uh, He's shot 39% over the last 10. Um, Just in some of these games, man, four for 17 in a game, six for 15, four for 13, three for 11. And a game where you go four for 17, I mean, at what point do you stop shooting, right? Like, I, I don't know. I like, <laughs> especially when you're Marcus Smart, you're not even one of our, you know, star players. Well, I mean, he thinks he is again. I don't know what the fuck happened. He, he finally got it through his head that he wasn't a star and then he came back to it. Um, yeah. And also, not even the shooting, it's his defense or lack thereof. Like, this guy won defensive player of the, of the year last year and he can't, he just looks a step slower. And I think he's injured. Um, I know his ankle and hip have been like hurting him recently and he's been having a lot of issues with that, but he just does not look the same defensively. He can't stay in front of guys that he used to be able to stay in front of. He's not a a positionless defender in terms of he can guard everything he can't anymore. Um, It's only like very specific matchups where he can really thrive. And that's when you don't have defense from Marcus Smart and you don't have shooting, there's not a lot of 
great things that he does in turn. Like he ha- he makes some boneheaded plays. He wins us a lot of games. He really does. But he also yeah. makes some boneheaded plays, which is tough. Um, let's talk about the Jalen Brown thing now. I did, did you have anything else to say about Smart? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I will say one more thing. So Malcolm Brogdon is in the six man of the year race. Mm-hmm. He's shooting forty five percent over this stretch. But he's had games of 16 points, 20 points, 24, 18, and 22. Smart hasn't scored 20 in any of the last 10. I'm just wondering where your thoughts are on this whole debate of should Malcolm be playing the crunch time minutes? Should he be starting? Um, is is Marcus no longer, you know, the best option at point guard for this team? It's It's funny to me that the answers are so extreme because can't you have both? Can't it just be like, why can't it just be team-based? You know, why, why is it against, um, why does this make it smart as starter forever? And now Brogdon can't start. Why can't like against some teams Brogdon start and against some teams smart start. Um, That being said, I do think Brogdon should be at least in the crunch time moments, but the problem is smart's been there the whole time. And he's kind of like, the guy with the balls on our team honestly there's not really a lot of guys that have um that are your dylan brooks pat bev marcus smart players you know the ones that are going to do something dirty and are going to fight draymond like you know players that just fire you up and uh pj tucker just players like those guys and um i mean you do need those guys in the end but to me like it's it's just weird he's he's kind of that focal point in the heart of the team and it's hard for the coach to just take that out um, he's been a part of so many winning drives and things of that nature. But a part of this is just mixing and matching. And I mean, another thing of coaching that often goes under look is that you're trying to manage a bunch of personalities. So we're not in that locker room. We don't know what it's like if you maybe you take him out and he becomes a locker room cancer. I'm not saying he is, right. but that's something you got to yeah. think about as well. I, mean, I guess. The, the thing I'll say is, you know, you mentioned doing it team by team where, you know, who you start. I don't know if, if it has to be about who you start. I'm fine, you know, starting Marcus. Yes, yeah, starting doesn't matter. Yeah, starting doesn't matter, but when when Brogdon's shooting well and he's playing well and Smart's having an off shooting night, I don't think Smart would even mind if he if he doesn't play in the crunch time minutes. I think he's that selfless and he's that good of a leader that he would say, let Malcolm go. And I think this is an adjustment that Missoula absolutely has to make, and we haven't seen him make it. I haven't seen Brogdon finish a game, you know, where where our team is fully healthy. So that's kind of frustrating, especially when, you know, Malcolm's having these these big nights and he's just getting pulled when we really need him at, at times. So, but yeah, let's, let's transition now. Well, and then one final thing, I mean, Derek white too, he could easily, it's Absolutely, like him yeah. or Malcolm Brogdon, but either of them are playing better than smart at the moment. So it's just weird that, like you said, he's not getting in. Yeah. I think it does feel like Missoula might be a little bit scared of what would happen with smart. Um, especially, you know, being a kind of an interim head coach or now he's, he's been upgraded to a full head coach, but it you know being a first year guy and someone who's kind of thrown in i don't know if he has that confidence in himself and and knows that he has this much control over a team where you can make those decisions and i think honestly you have to make some tough decisions sometimes and if smart is going to be a diva about it then that's not your fault right that's something that smart has to deal with yeah i, I mean i couldn't say it better myself and i mean Missoula, i think he lacks this toughness that Ime yeah. brought to this team and you just see it this team is um they're back to being the Celtics that aren't tough anymore and I just don't see us going very far honestly this year I'm fully out I don't think we win the I don't think we win it at all um 
I actually don't even think we're in that upper echelon of contenders anymore. I think we're a tier below where um, you need to get some shit together before you actually see it happening. But I don't see it happening this year, unfortunately. And I think that this might be the last iteration of this team that we see, unfortunately. And it's scary because if you look at the other side, it's not that pretty, right? It could get very ugly from here and we could we could be heading towards something ugly. So, I, I mean, and let's get into what that something ugly is. And, um, for I mean, we talked about it uh, over text. I'm sure other people have seen it. Logan Murdoch at the Ringer, he wrote a piece with Jalen Brown. Shout out to Logan. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I, I like a lot of his work. And, um, yeah, he wrote a piece about Jalen Brown. And in that piece, there was some pretty uh, – it's kind of scary quotes, I guess, for lack of a better term, just talking about how Jalen doesn't know if he's coming back. Um, he doesn't know if he really fits in with the city and these fans. He talked about the fans. And um, it's tough. I mean, from the day that we drafted him, we booed his pick as fans. Everyone booed his pick. And I know that, that rubbed him the wrong way. Just he's mentioned it. That's how I know that. It's public information. Um, he's always had to p- play second fiddle to Jalen Brown. His his first rookie year, he saw what they did to Isaiah Thomas. They traded a guy who gave everything he could for the team to go get better. He saw what they did to Kyrie. Not that they did anything to him, but they were willing to get rid of him as well. He's seen what they did to Ray Allen and other team other players. Where um, I mean, Danny Ainge is known for being extremely ruthless. Obviously, we don't have him anymore. But Jalen lived through a time where the Celtics made a lot of trades to better what they had. Um, and they didn't really think of you. I think he wants to be a part of this organization. I mean, Logan was on the Bill Simmons podcast t- uh, yet today or yesterday talking about his piece. And he said that he thinks Jalen um, wants to be a part of an organization and work with a, with the organization to make decisions rather than being on the block. Um, Jalen obviously has been on the block for the KD trade the Kawhi trade, the AD trade, the first KD possibility, um, the Paul George trades. He's been on the block for all of them, and I think he hates that. Not to mention, I mean, Logan said um, in his appearance on the Bill Simmons show that um, Jalen going to Boston, like once he got drafted, he had heard some things about the city, obviously for the history um, and their issues with just race and sports, and uh, there's just this idea that uh, Boston is a racist city and there's been incidents that back that up for sure. So they have this reputation. Boston has this reputation and Jalen was fully aware of that reputation and kind of maybe had second thoughts or was a little bit worried about going towards the city. He's done a lot for us on and off the court. And um, I just, I'm really nervous because he needs to make an all NBA team to be eligible for the super max offer that only the Celtics will be able to offer him if he makes that All-NBA team. And if that happens, I feel a lot more comfortable that he's going to stay here. But I am really nervous that if he doesn't make that Supermax or maybe the Celtics don't pay him, I don't think he's here long-term. And even if he does offer that Supermax, I don't see him staying for the whole tenure of that. I don't think Jalen Brown is our superstar. I think he's going to be somewhere else on his own team, and I'm scared of that, but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean... I think we should just be really honest up, up front about it. I think Jalen Brown believes that he is as good as Jason Tatum or at, at the very least, they're a 1A, 1B type duo and they should be treated in the same manner. And uh-huh. 
as long as we've had the both of them on the team, they've been treated very, very differently. Um, just in terms of trade rumors and and being on the block. Jason Tatum, since he was drafted, has been untouchable. Not a single rumor, not even a thought about trading Tatum, even when guys like Kevin Durant were available, right? Um, but every time it seems like there's a free agent available, whether it's KD, whether it's what Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we hear these these Jalen rumors um in in trades all the time. And Jalen hears that and that's that's hard when when you think you're a, a franchise player and you you feel like you've given everything to an organization and you should be, you know, a, a corner piece for a franchise for the future. That's tough to see that they might that they're, you know, thinking about sending you off somewhere um, and, and getting someone back in return. So I think that's a big part of it. I really think th- these last statements by Jalen, though, were kind of uh, a warning to the Celtics. And I do think that our front office and and Brad Stevens, they're all smart enough to see that Jalen should should be kept and should be treated, you know, as a franchise player. I I think Tatum and Jalen, we can keep them for for their whole careers if we if we play our cards right. And I think we should. I don't know, like you said, the the grass isn't always greener, right? It it could get really ugly if you lose Jalen and you try to make some moves and it doesn't work out. So I I'm nervous, but I I have faith in our front office at the same time. I mean, I trust Brad Stevens so much. And as you alluded to this, that's the change. You're not dealing with Danny Ainge anymore. You're dealing with Brad Stevens, who seems like a much more, so far, he's done really good moves. He seems very logical. And he seems like a guy that knows what he's doing. The thing is, it might be out of the Celtics' hands, though. If he doesn't make that an all-NBA team, he's not eligible for that Supermax. And now he can get paid as much as other, like from any other team as he can from the Celtics. And that kind of takes away for that's honestly probably his only incentive to stay with Boston would be that generational wealth that he would create because he's not from here. He's obviously had issues with the city and um, the shit fans that do shitty things that are fucking atrocious and that shouldn't happen. That just isn't what sports are about. And um, I mean, that's what they have been about in history though. So I don't know why I say it like that, but anyways, he has to deal with things in, in the city. I, I don't know how comfortable he feels here. And um, if he doesn't have that big paycheck coming his way, I don't see him staying. And that's understandable. He wants his own team. He deserves his own team if he want, if that is what he wants. I mean, how can we say that he's not better than Tatum right now with these last performances? He's been the yeah. steadier player in the last and, couple of months. And he just he doesn't get talked about like that. Um, no. among, and he among wants it. People. And he uh, wants but... he, When Tatum has that look in his eye, or that f- performance where he just looks broken. Yeah. Brown Brown gets through that in the more alpha. Brown's I think the more alpha in terms of better mindset uh, character. Yeah, Tatum yeah. seems to be the quieter um I don't know, just guy that kind of he's not he's not going to command a room, but Brown seems like he will take yeah. charge. So. I think I think Tatum is more talented, but Brown definitely has, you know, the closer killer mindset that you would like to see in your star. But uh, yeah, I couldn't agree with what you said more. I just want to clarify one thing I said earlier. I said, you know, Jalen's name comes up whenever uh, a free agent is available. That's not what I meant to say. I meant to say like trade. Yeah. Whenever like a star on another team is demanding a trade or it seems like a team might be getting rid of someone. That's when Jalen's name comes up in trade rumors. 
So I just wanted to clarify well, that. You're, you're also not even wrong because they do sign and like he's always in sign and trade rumors too. That's so true. that yeah. like when there's a big free agent, his name does come up. So you're yeah. not even wrong about that. Um, any other Celtics thoughts I have? I mean, the other thing too is they've just been injured. I mean, everybody's been injured. Rob, Rob Will is a big part of this team. Yeah, and he we're we're fully different when he's on there. And I mean, what at what time do you have to ask about this contract for Rob Will? I mean, the guy can't stay on the court. I yeah. love him. He is he's something special. I think we all know he's something special, but he can't stay on the court. Sort of like the star of the next team we're going to talk about, and that's the Pelicans. I mean, I need to start this one off. I had them as a contender in the early part of the season, and they're in the 12th seed. They might they might miss the playoffs now. Um, this team is fully falling apart now. I don't know what they're doing. They're still extremely talented, but, I mean, this has really gone off the rails here. The Zion injury, Brandon Ingram's been injured coming back. I mean, they just don't win games anymore. What, what have you taken away from this Pelican team? What's going on here? Well, the thing that's really concerning about the Pelicans is Zion was hurt last year, right? And, I mean, that's a whole other thing, Zion's injury. We'll we'll talk about Zion as as a player himself, but the Pelicans were able to fight through Zion's injury and at least be a fun, competitive, um, you know, lower-seeded playoff team. And they they took the Suns to, what, six six games, I think. Yes, six. And, and it was a great series. And they were, they were up against a team that was thought to be much better than them, and they, they competed, and at least they made the playoffs without, you know, their best player in, in Zion. So, and then this year, Zion goes down, kind of expectedly, but sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they can't fight through. They haven't been able to do anything. Like you said, they're the 12 seed. I don't know you know, what's what's going on. Obviously, they still have essentially the same roster. Um, but this year, you know, they all they all have an extra year under their belt together. So it's really odd that they weren't able to at least fight for like a, a nine seed or an eight seed or something and get in the play in. Obviously, there's still time They're They're the 12 seed. They can they can make the play in. But it's just concerning. I don't I, I haven't honestly been able to watch them, you know, specifically a lot, but I don't I don't understand what the problem is. So, I mean, what are you seeing? I mean, this Ingram thing is kind of interesting. He just hasn't really been playing. I mean, what is Ingram? Like, what what do you think of him as a star? Well, here's the thing, right? When, when Zion's on the court, I thought, like you, I thought they were legit contenders. I thought, you know, they were a, a, a two seed or, or a three seed. Maybe they had the one seed for a couple of days. Like, they were they were balling and they were going great. And I think Zion, when those two are both on the court, I think Zion is the clear best player on the floor for them. Mm-hmm. So I think B.I. is a very high-end second guy. That's that's how I think of him. I, I agree. I think, I mean, you look at his numbers. The last five, he's putting, he's shooting 46% from three. 52% from the field, 53% from the field. He's averaging 24.6 rebounds per or sorry, points per game and six assists, but I just think his defense and his lack of just rebounding and other other aspects that he should bring to the game. I mean, I love his scoring. When I see him, I think he could be Kevin Durant. I really do. In terms of yeah. the build and the way that he reminds me of Kevin Durant. But what Kevin Durant has is elite defense that no one really talks about and also elite rebounding and Ingram just misses that he can score kind of at will but he just misses these other aspects of the game that make him this all-around truly elite prospect I mean he really has 
the physical gifts to be something special on defense. And I don't know if it's an effort thing, but he just doesn't try. Like, it, it looks like it's an effort thing. I mean, he's so long and lanky and versatile, and he just doesn't really use that in a way. I, and maybe he needs to add more to his structure because he's always been, like, a very thin guy. But he also gets injured all the time. So, like, yeah. adding more to your structure, is that going to help or hurt you? And then Zion, I mean, talking about body structure, Zion, when he's on the floor, looks like one of the most special NBA stars we have, but he can't stay healthy because he doesn't take care of himself. He doesn't have the LeBron James like ethic to keep your body in pristine condition. And I mean, either he gets on that or he doesn't, but at some point you've done enough damage where no matter what shape you're in, you're just, you have the injury bug. Like if you fuck up your knees and feet that bad all the time, no matter what your diet is, eventually it's just going to start to be one of those things. I mean, I, I'm really worried. I, I I know Zion, we were worried about him going, and then he signed that extension that we thought he might have been the first player to ever um, like opt out of their rookie extension, but he ended up signing it. Um, he signed that extension with the Pelicans to make sure there's a bunch of like uh, clauses in there saying that if he doesn't play, he doesn't get paid as much, so the Pelicans are protected as well. But, I mean, next year, do you think is that the year of reckoning for Zion? where it's like you need to make a decision about this guy now? I think, I mean, it, it obviously, it all depends on what happens next year, right? It's impossible to predict the future. Let's say Zion does a repeat of this season and plays great when he's on the floor, but can't play more than half the games. Then it's like, how do you, as the Pelicans, commit to this guy? And it's so tough because he's, like you said, ridiculous when he's on the court. He's literally one of the best, like, analytic players ever in terms of, like, effective field goal percentage and, and that type of stuff and just normal field goal percentage. He shoots like 60% or something. It's ab- absolutely ridiculous what he does. But the other thing about Zion is when we hear that, when we heard about his injury, it was like, okay, he's going to be reevaluated. Okay. He's going to be reevaluated a couple weeks later. Okay. He's going to come back for the playoffs. Yeah. Now it's like, is he going to come back for the playoffs? Like it, it seems like Zion's injuries always get prolonged and prolonged. And I just, it's so hard because I love Zion as a player, but I'm honestly really worried for his career because, I mean, he's not going to get any, you know, more durable, right? No, like he's not at all. Um, Just to clean up a little bit, it also, as of like four hours ago, they just came out and said Zion Williamson has been cleared to resume basketball activities, but he's out at least two more weeks. So, I mean, like, <laughs> is he at least two more weeks still doesn't give you an answer. He just got cleared for basketball activity, yeah. which, <laughs> which is not, he just got cleared for basketball activity means he just became allowed to fucking like play basketball again. So he still has to get back into like, he wasn't even allowed to be playing scrimmages and shit now. Yeah. So he's, he's pretty far behind in his, in his injury uh, uptakes. I don't know. Yeah. And it's the, the, at least in the, at least two weeks really exactly. worries me. Cause that's what they always say. So it's like, at least two weeks can be the rest of the season. I don't. <laughs> I know and it's. I, I'm not gonna be surprised like if they miss the playoffs and we don't see Zion for the rest of the year. It's it's. I completely agree, and that's why I think. I mean, I know he's only 22. I know he's only 22, but that's a catch 22 because he's also only 22, which means he's had like seven injuries and he's only 22 years old, and that could. Yeah. He's not gonna get any less injury prone, like you said. So, um. 
the Pelicans have some stuff to think about for sure. I also just want to talk about that Jason, Josh Richardson trade. I still don't understand what that was. Do you, do you have so, any further yeah, Remind ideas? me of the trade again. It was Josh Richardson to the Pelicans um, for some second-round picks and then Devontae Graham. And I understood that they were guard-heavy, but you added another guard, so I didn't understand this Josh <laughs> Richardson thing. That was fucking weird. And then you gave away... you. Like Devontae Graham and Josh Richardson aren't far and they aren't two more players apart. Does that make sense? Like Devontae Graham plus two second round players is not equal to Josh Richardson at all, right? Yeah, right. Devontae at least can shoot the shit out of the ball and, and give you some buckets at times. So I don't yeah. know. And I mean I think they did that because their defense was horrific and they needed someone to at least try on defense. But yeah, I just thought they were I don't know. I, I didn't understand them sitting pat at um the trade deadline which i think we talked about we really wanted to see them go make a push for og ananobi we thought they had the assets to do it in the picks and they just didn't and maybe that's more of the raptors saying no but i mean i don't know this team is so weird because i was so high on them and now they're just talented i know it's it's strange they can't guard anything either i don't their defense is horrific too so i mean I know that as we're talking about this, they're on a two-game win streak, but they beat the Rockets and the Spurs, the two worst teams in the NBA. So it's not it's not looking super good for them. And if they miss the the playoffs, like who knows what happens? And I mean, I think it's going to hurt a lot of people. It's just going to be interesting to see what ends up actually happening. Um, and then, did you just want to hit on the Alonzo Ball thing real quick? What happened with Alonzo? Um, he's going to go get a fourth knee surgery. He might be out for next season. Oh my God, that is all of next season, news, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've been rooting for Lonzo because I too. thought he he really worked so hard to become. He's the most likable ball brother too. Absolutely, and just worked his ass off to become a solid role player and someone who can really help contribute to winning basketball. You know, as and I love player. his style of play. Yeah, absolutely. Super unselfish. Works defense. his ass off on defense. Shoots the ball well. Like. And and makes plays for others, so it stinks. I I was honestly excited to watch him with the Bulls too, with with Levine and DeRozan. But remember I mean, they they got off to that start, and that was all Lonzo and Caruso. And now, yeah, I mean Lonzo might not play anymore ever again because do you know how many players in the NBA have had their fourth surgery on their knee? I don't. Zero. He would be the first. He would be the first one. So so is that a rumor or is that uh for sure he's doing it? I don't know if it's for sure. I think he's getting a second opinion. Um, but. I mean, I don't know. You can't talk about worse luck for a guy. I mean, that's just, he's in new territory. I mean, whatever happens with his knees, I mean, they're talking about giving him a full knee replacement, which I don't know if there's any guys in the NBA that are on a replaced knee. That's insane. For for a guy like still relatively young. He's probably like 26 to 28 or something like that, maybe even younger. Yeah. I'm going to look that up, actually. He's definitely not 28, but... No, 20... Yeah, he's probably 24, actually, would be my guess. 26 was a get. 25. Okay, so right in between 24 and 26. 25, and he might miss basically two seasons in a row. Like, that's just so, so tough, but... Sorry, third knee. Third knee surgery, not fourth. My bad. Third knee. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, we'll be rooting for him. I think... I don't. I, I'm not going to rule it out that he can make a full recovery, but that just stinks that we we miss a whole another year of Lonzo Ball. I know, and he's just a guy that's really awesome to watch. So that sucks. I mean, the injury bug has hit the Ball brothers. I mean, Lamelo's out for the season with his broken ankle. Yeah, I believe it was a broken ankle, and 
I think he even needs surgery as well. So, um, yeah, it's just been tough. I one of my friend, I think it was my little brother's friend, mentioned that I guess he watches their um like reality show, and they all eat cereal like all the time. That's just, it seems like they don't eat anything but cereal. And he's like, that's why their bones are brittle as shit. I wonder. I just wonder if that's something like Lamelo has Lamelos are like this cereal that he created. I wonder if that yeah. has anything to do with it. I mean, yeah, Lamelo seems like he's very like carefree and about his diet and his whole like lifestyle. But Lonzo, yeah. at least, I think, is Lonzo seems like he's a little bit crushing the fish and rice. I, I feel yeah. like, yeah. Um. All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with the NBA right now? I'm all good. I'm just last thing I'll say is, um. The Celtics can still get the one seed. So with all of what we just said, crushing the Celtics, they still have a chance to go out over these this next, I don't know, couple weeks and catch the Bucks. So and I, I think it's in play. So go Celts. That's all I'll say. I like I like the attitude there. Um, yeah. I mean, like Jordan said, they could easily go on a run. Missoula could start yelling or something and then <laughs> then win the win the championships and who gives a fuck listen. if Jalen Brown leaves after you win the championship? That's what it's all about. <laughs> they could listen to the Lovecast and realize. they could listen to Lovecast uh, as many of you guys do. So thank you to the, all of you that do listen to Lovecast. Uh, tell a friend about us. Make sure to give us five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you want to. Um, please do. That'd be that really helps us a lot. And yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more nba related news maybe some march madness things of that nature and stay tuned for more episodes of the couch and the uppercut podcast uh we've been always we've been catching up on those so thank you all for listening and we will see you very soon Shorty, what's up with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you look, you're fine. We got to cutting it off. It out. She nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it above with y'all. But Shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This little mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. This little mulatto. She could be a model.